back here with Dustin after the three-game series with the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Dustin, why don't you give me some thoughts on uh, what transpired the last three days? Um, you know, it felt like a little bit of a redemption series, trying to get the, the playoff monkey off their back. Um, I would say, you know, some success on that front and, and maybe a couple things that, uh, you know, need addressing. Well, I definitely feel that uh, I think the redemption was probably on the tip of everyone's tongue going into this series. I would say that, you know, the Jays probably redeemed themselves a little bit, but I think there, as you said, there's a lot to, a lot of work still to do, but it is a long season. So let's get into this. Uh, just to note, uh, roster moves this series. Uh, this, this roster move actually didn't happen before the first game, but the Jays uh, acquired catcher Tyler Heineman. Uh, for the Pittsburgh Pirates, for infielder Vinny Capra. This is a minor league uh, swap, so no real effect on the big league team, but it did transpire uh, earlier today. Uh, lineup changes for game number one, Alejandro Kirk at catcher, Brandon Belt, DH, Witt is at second, uh, and our pitching matchup for Seattle, Luis Castillo, their ace, versus Alec Manoa. Manoa comes into this game 1-1 one and one with a 5.13 ERA, 26.1 innings pitch, 21 strikeouts, and a 1.56 whip. Not a high-scoring game on Friday in game number one, uh, but top second Seattle hits a solo home run to go up one nothing, And Alejandro Kirk uh, in the next inning uh, come, responds with a solo home run of his own, and it was a line drive right to uh, left center field. Yeah, Kirky had a good game today, and uh, he, he seems to be coming back. I think he had a little bit of a slump coming out of a short spring training for him, and he seems to be getting hot at a good time here. He definitely is. Uh, that inning ends one to one. Uh, moving on to the top of the third, Seattle with a RBI single, bringing that the game to two to one uh, and the Jays come back in the bottom of the third with a Vladdy walk followed up by a Matt Chapman double, which Vladdy scores on and that inning ends two to two. The top of the six brings our first pitching change of this game with Tim Meza replacing Alec Manoa. Manoa's pitching line for this game, 5.0 innings pitch, six hits, two earned runs, four walks, and seven strikeouts. Dustin, uh, not a bad outing, but I don't know if it was a great one either. Yeah, not his best outing tonight. He, As he does, he overcame some of, you know, rough patches and was able to put together, you know, a good five innings. Uh, you know, the bullpen picked him up, as we'll see, and, and you know, they scored enough runs to, you know, make it not not so bad for him. So the bottom of that inning, uh, Kirk singles, there's a belt strikeout. Witt hits into a fielder's choice, which uh, has Kirk out at second. Kiermaier gets hit by a pitch. And Springer hits an RBI single, which Witt scores on. So that brings uh, the inning to three to two. We have three more pitching changes. Uh, top seven, Jimmy Garcia replaces Tim Meza. Top eight. Eric Swanson replaces Jimmy Garcia and top nine. Jordan Rano replaces Eric Swanson and gets the save 
for the game, which was his ninth save of the season. Winning pitcher Tim Meza and the losing pitcher Trevor Gott. Uh, Manoa got a no decision in this game, uh, he, so he remains one and one. His ERA is 4.88, and his whip is 1.63. Moving on to game two, lineup changes, uh, Jansen in, in at catcher, Vigio comes in at second base, and Belt uh, is our DH. Pitching matchup for this one, Kevin Gosman versus Easton McGee. Gosman 2-2 two and two with a 2.84 ERA on the season and a 1.01 whip. Uh, Easton McGee of note, it was actually his second major league start, and uh, we'll learn in a moment, but it was quite a successful one for him uh, against the Jays. Yeah, it's sometimes these guys, they come up, you know, you, you don't have a book on them. You don't have a lot of advanced scouting to, to know what he throws. So sometimes they can be a little tricky and, and put together a good performance. Well, he definitely did in this game, uh, but top two, I wanted to know, no, there's no scoring or anything on this, but uh, top second, the Jays put the pickoff play on and Gosman uh, throws out uh, a runner at second with Biggio applying the tag, which I I love the pickoff play. Uh, it doesn't happen very often, but when it's orchestrated correctly, uh, when the catcher giving the signal and then, you know, closing the glove uh, and Gosman, you know, Swinging around and firing the second base, I, I love it when I see an out on that play. Yeah, me too. I think those little intricate sort of nuances of baseball are interesting. You know, the more you watch and the more you see that kind of thing, and you appreciate it. All right, Easton McGee actually no hits the Jays into the seventh, uh, and in the bottom of the seventh, the no hitter is broken up by a Matt Chapman double. A top eight, we have our. First uh, pitching change for the Jays. Uh, so Gosman is replaced by Zach Pop. Gosman's pitching line for the game, 7.0 innings pitch, six hits, zero earned runs, one walk, and a career high of 13 strikeouts, Dustin. Yeah, that's uh, he's really on it uh, this season. Uh, he's found something uh, special, and I, I hope he has – a lot more of these. It could be definitely a Cy Young year for him. He definitely seems to be pitching quite well to start the season. Now, in the top of the ninth, Romano comes in to replace Zach Pop uh, to keep the game at 0-0. And top 10, Eric Swanson comes on to replace Romano. Bottom of the 10th, uh, we have our first scoring of the game where Bo starts at second um, as per the Extra inning rules. Uh, there's a Vladdy single, which pushes Bo to third. Chapman gets intentionally walked to load the bases uh, so they could possibly try to get uh, an out at home, but uh, that didn't happen. And there was a uh, line drive hit to right field by Dalton Varsho, and the Jays end up winning this game in extra innings, one to nothing. Our winning pitcher, Eric Swanson. So he's 1-0 and on the season now with a 1.32 ERA. Our losing pitcher is Trevor Gott. That's his second loss of this series. And Kevin Gosman on the season now, 2-2 two and two 
improves his ERA to 2.33, and his whip is 1.01, so that remains the same. Dustin, I thought this was, uh, you know, maybe not the greatest game, but I get another game where it was good to get a win on the board. I think it's a little bit of a character win, you know, uh, with the bar shows, walk off, they get to celebrate and, and have fun. These kinds of wins, you know, build a lot of character and, and really, you know, mix the team together and, and really build a, a strong uh, camaraderie. Well, I would definitely agree, but I do think uh, the first two games of this series uh, will lead into what happens in the third game in that uh, Romano was pitched basically in both in uh, both games and the second game, there's not a save situation. Swanson pitches in both games as well. Uh, and although he gets the win, um, you know, he's, he's not getting a save either, but uh, they, they ran the bullpen uh, pretty hard. I think at least their top level guys in the first couple games. And I think that leads to possibly some of the issues we saw in game number three. Now, moving into that game, uh, lineup changes. We have Merrifield moving over to left field, uh, Varsho in center to cover off uh, Kiermaier, who's given the day off. Kirk is in at catcher, Espinal over at second base uh, to cover off Witt going into left field, and Jansen uh, is in at DH. Our pitching matchup, Chris Bassett versus Marco Gonzalez. Bassett coming into this game is 2-2. Two and two with a 5.40 ERA, and his whip is 1.34. This game, Dustin, had lots of scoring, uh, so going to take a little bit of, to go through through it here, but uh, maybe give me some initial thoughts on uh, how this game progressed. Yeah, like you said, a lot of, of scoring, a lot different kind of game than the last two. Um, <laughs> very roller coaster, uh, as, as we'll find out. So the Mariners waste no time at all in this game. And Taylor Trammell, who was just activated off the injured reserve, hits a grand slam in the top of the first, and that inning ends four to nothing. And actually, just to note, um, Easton McGee, who was called up to uh, make that start, he was actually sent down so that Taylor Trammell could be called off, uh, called off the uh, the injured reserve. So uh, he had a he had a quick uh, cup of coffee and was uh, sent back down. Now, bottom of the second, uh, the Jays not wanting to have the Mariners run away this, with this one. Uh, Springer with an infield single. Bo hits into a fielder's choice. Vladdy walks. There's another Matt Chapman double. And on that play, Bo and Vladdy score. And that inning ends 4-2. Following inning uh, in the bottom of the second, Espinal hits into a fielder's choice, Springer singles, and then Bichette absolutely crushes a three-run home run to center field. And, and this was actually the longest home run of any J this year, uh, 461 feet. Wow, impressive home run. Yeah, it looked like an absolute no-doubter off the bat. Well, Bo definitely knew it was a no-doubter. No and uh, it must, you know, I, I can't say I speak from experience, but, you, you know, it must be quite the feeling to uh, connect with a ball like that. 
Oh, yeah. It's got to be one of the best feelings in sports. Bottom of the third now. Chapman singles. There's a Merrifield line out. Kirk singles. Barshow strikes out. And Jansen hits an RBI double, which scores uh, Chapman. Uh, Espinal then steps to the plate, and he hits a two-RBI single where Jansen and Kirk score, and that inning ends 8-4. to four. So at this point, uh, the game's looking pretty good for the Jays, and I, I did actually see a bit of the game at this point, and, and I'm, you know, it seemed to be quite comfortable, and you would have thought the Jays uh, were going to cruise on to a sweep, but that was unfortunately not the case. Yeah, especially with the way that the, the bullpen had been uh, pitching over the last, well, the last five games over this homestand, I thought, you know, an 8-4 to four win, uh, lead is, is pretty uh, comfortable, at least, um, you know, in recent times. <laughs> well, Bassett gets taken out of the game in the top of the six with Trevor Richards replacing him. Bassett's pitching line, 5.0 innings pitch, two hits, four in runs, four walks, and seven strikeouts. Similarly to uh, game one on Friday, Dustin, uh, this was another not-so-great outing, but maybe not terrible from Bassett. Uh, I, you know, he has four in runs, but that was really off one swing of the bat. Yeah, I think he lost a little bit of control there, walked a couple, hit a batter, and then, yeah, left a meatball for a home run. But otherwise, I think through, you know, the four innings after that, he looked pretty good. Well, and you, you kind of wonder if maybe leaving him in a little bit longer may have been a better choice because uh, that seems to be at the point where uh, the tide kind of slides away. Uh, T. Oscar Hernandez in that same top of the six hits a opposite field solo home run, and that inning ends 8-5. to five. Uh, top eight now, uh, Anthony Bass comes in to replace Trevor Richards. And there is a Seattle two-run home run, and that inning ends eight to seven. So following that two-run home run uh, in the top of the eighth, Jimmy Garcia replaces Anthony Bass. Um, and he pitches into the top of the ninth. But unfortunately, Seattle tires the game at eight to eight. So we have another extra innings game. Uh, Zach Pop replaces uh, Jimmy Garcia in the top of the 10th, where uh, there is another Seattle two-run home run, this one by Cal Raleigh, and that was actually his second of the game. So Seattle uh, is up 10-8, to going to that bottom of the 10th. The Jays come to the lineup and actually have the heart of their order up, but unfortunately do not score, and the inning and game ends 10-8. to eight. Uh, The winning pitcher for the Mariners is Paul Seawald, and the losing pitcher, Zach Pop. So Zach, Zach was actually on the end of uh, both ends of uh, decisions in this series. So he was a, the losing pitcher in this one, and he now has a 4.38 ERA, and he is 1-1. One and one. Uh, Bassett remains 2-2, two and two, and uh, improves his ERA still to 5.18, and his WHIP is 1.24. So as I kind of touched on earlier, not a terrible outing um, from him. Obviously, you know, made some mistakes early on, 
but uh, you know, unfortunately, wasn't good enough to get the decision. Unfortunately, uh, I, I'm Cal Raleigh is a Blue Jays killer, man. I think he had a home run earlier in the series as well, and I think he had uh, a big home run in the wild card game last year. So uh, I'm not going to be uh, happy to see him again. So the Jays finish uh, this series and homestand as well as the month of April. They are 18 and 10 and third in the AL East. Uh, Dustin, I, I believe you texted me uh, the other day basically saying that, you know, the Jays are off to possibly their best start ever and yet are only in third place. Yeah, it definitely is the best start they've ever had. I looked it up at least to this point. And uh, yeah, the- <laughs> It's amazing that it's, they're not leading any other division in the league. They would be uh, the you know clear leader. Um, I guess you, you know you can't help that Tampa Bay is on a historic start to their season as well, but uh, it's tough. Well, the AL East uh, is what it is. It's always it's tough every year, but uh, the one thing of note is that every every team in the AL East is over 500. Uh, so they, uh, we are going to be facing another AL East opponent coming up on the road. Um, but you're, there, there isn't a single team in the AL East right now that is below 500, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I think the Red Sox are at 500, or I think, or if they won today, then they're just above. Um, yeah, it, it's it's insane. <laughs> All right, Dustin, let's talk about our player of the series. Uh, what do you think? Um, I mean, Matt Chapman had the best offensive se- uh, series. Um, Kirky had a good one there too, but I think I'm going to give it to Matt Chapman. Yeah, my, my player of the series is Chapman as well. His uh, stats for this particular series, one run, six hits, three RBIs and two walks, and his average is currently three. 84. Now, I did want to note a few um, kind of where he sits in terms of the overall league because we, you know, we do see Matt Chapman obviously doing quite well to start this year. It's a contract year, but I, I do like highlighting where he sits in terms of uh, other players in the league and really how good he actually is doing. So right now, he leads the major leagues with an OPS of 1.152. He is second in the big leagues with his average of 384. He's tied for third in hits with Bo and two other players at, when he has 38. He leads the, the major leagues in doubles, which we, we've, that seems to be not, not much of a secret because they seem to mention that every broadcast. He's second in the league in on-base percentage at 465, and he actually leads the league in slugging uh, with his uh, slugging percentage of 687. So if we can, uh, if this is going to continue, I think uh, it's going to bode well for later in the year as well as the playoffs. He's definitely making a bid for a big contract in the in the uh, off season. But uh, let's enjoy it while we got it, because I don't think we're going to see him in a Blue Jays uniform next year, that's for sure. I don't think so either. I think he's going to get a fat contract and uh, be off somewhere else. So the Jays now head on the, out on the road for a four-game series versus the Boston Red Sox. 
uh, at Fenway. The Red Sox are 15 and 14 and tied with the Yanks for the last place in the AL East. Uh, big players for the Red Sox. Uh, the the one, I guess, main guy that uh, you have to keep an eye on is Raphael Devers at third base. Uh, Dustin, uh, maybe give me some thoughts on the Red Sox um, and a prediction of how the series is going to go. This is going to be a tricky one. Uh, I mean, just to circle back to, you know, the discussion we were having about the bullpen and about the, the tough, you know, uh, run that they've had in terms of being used and, and maybe that hurting them a little bit in this last game here today. Uh, we might see something similar. You know, there's no off day. Um, we got four games in Fenway. It's going to be rough uh, for sure, as it always is on the road. And um, I mean, one good thing is, you know, the Red Sox aren't, you know, putting the best product on the field. I think Chris Sale um, pitched today, so we won't see him in any of the four games. So those are positives. I think, I mean, you kind of got to try and take three out of four here. Um, a split would be, you know, acceptable. But, you know, with the Pirates coming up right after, they've got a, you know, a similar season going as Tampa does. They're going to be a tough game, um, you know, team to uh, play. I think uh, just in May in general is going to be a really uh, make it or break it month for the Blue Jays. There's a lot of games, a big stretch coming um, in the middle of the month where there's no off days. We play the Yankees and the Orioles and Tampa. Uh, it's This is a, a, a really important month. And I think kicking it off with a, a uh, good solid three out of four against the Red Sox would um, make it, you know, <laughs> get started on a good foot. Well, I, I definitely think that with the Red Sox series looming, probably that's why uh, Schneider uses bullpen as he did uh, in that last game. Uh, basically, Swanson and Romano were just, you know, they were, apparently they weren't an option. They were just not going to be pitching uh, that particular day. And um, I, I guess Schneider sees that he's going to need both those arms going into um, going into this uh, series with the Red Sox. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's exactly it. You know, he's he's going to want to have them there. They're, you know, the Red Sox, although they're like you said, a, a 500 team right now. You know, you don't want to uh, count them out and, and you don't want to, you know, take them for granted, especially in Fenway. Definitely. Uh, Dustin, thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Al.